If you have an unquenchable thirst to crush your bucket list, relentlessly pursue your dreams, and live life on your own terms, then turn up the volume and tune in. You're now listening to Zeph and Moses Blacksburg on the Year of Purpose podcast. This episode of the Year of Purpose is brought to you by our brand new book, Life Rescripted. Find your purpose and design your dream life before the curtains close. If you want to be the first in line to receive a free digital copy from me, all you have to do is head on over to www.liferescriptedbook.com to find out more. Hey everyone, this is Zephan Blacksburg with another episode of the Year of Purpose podcast, and today I'm joined by Jason Troy. Jason is a top business and executive coach. He's a leading expert on human behavior, leadership, and relationship building. At the heart of his strategy is the understanding that people and your relationships are your true wealth. Everything we accomplish in life is with or through other people. He works with experts, entrepreneurs, and executives to help them get unstuck and stand out by building key skill sets, creating their brand platform and purpose, and building key relationships that impact the bottom line. His best-selling book, Social Wealth, the how-to guide on building personal and professional relationships, has sold more than 30,000 copies, and today he's joining me. What's going on, Jason? Well, it's I'm having a fantastic week, and I'm happy to be here to speak with you and your fantastic tribe. Thank you so much for being here. And, you know, something that I thought about even just before we got on this call, I was talking to someone the other day and I said, uh, are you having a uh, significant other or a significant life? Uh, and something you and I were talking about just before we hit record here was, yes. you know, people who can lose themselves in others uh, rather than, you know, really living out their purpose in their life. And so I think that this is really a good starting point for us here. Um, maybe if you could share with us just a little bit of your background and what's gotten you to this point, and then we'll jump right into that. Sure. Well, I went to law school and I had my master's in communications from Syracuse University. And I was in my second year interviewing for summer positions in New York City. And I asked the most difficult question, apparently, for people to answer at the end of my interviews. And that was, are you happy? And I figured that would be a softball question, but it wasn't. And I could tell that I spoke with people from partner level down to associate and the answers were not the truth. And they were the biggest pause when they actually said the answer to any answers I asked during the interview. And so it was like, I don't want to live my life where people are not happy. I mean, if they don't like what they're doing, that's not a good sign for me. So I decided to go west to San Francisco and the technology gold rush and I worked in marketing and loved it and I got to work with great people like Steve Jobs and Mark Hurd at HP and I got to go to Yahoo when Mark Cuban got acquired, and I mean it was a lot of fun, and it was a great, you know, great time in my life. But the challenge I was having was over the period of time, I started to feel like there were weeks and months where I was really feeling excited and motivated and full of passion, and then it would wane, and I couldn't ever really get my handle on what was going on. And as I got more successful and successful, it happened more and more, and I'd have these periods that would last longer where I'd feel like stuck and the passion was gone out and not as excited, and then I wouldn't be as productive either. And finally, I got to a point where I started to really understand that my top emotions in my life were connection and belonging. And so for me to sit in a corporate desk in a room was why I was not happy. Because when I was happy, when I was out in the world talking to people and interacting with them, and I needed to have much more of that. So 
I decided to, you know, look for something else. And I didn't have any idea what that something else really was. And I had a couple of friends of mine have their friends want to move from one big city to another. And these were people that were introverted, engineering type, and they were really worried because they, you know, were 30-year-old guys that had lived in the same city all their life. And I helped them move to the next city. And within three months, they had better lives than they've ever had before, socially and also professionally they were taking off. And so I was like, maybe I have something here. So I did a side hustle doing it on the side for a few years and then I decided that it was just time to go out on my own and I really wanted to focus on you know my main clients business and executives and so that's what I did and it's taken off from there yeah and it definitely sounds like you've learned so much about yourself and one of the greatest things you can ever do is to give that gift out to other people um, and so today you know I'd love to talk about this this stuck mentality uh why people are getting here i'm also curious to hear from you you know this is happening to a much younger crowd too um you know one of my friends he wrote a book called the quarter life breakthrough and there's people who are my age mid late 20s and this is already happening uh before it was known as you just get your midlife crisis right and now it's like you have a quarter life and a midlife crisis so i'm i'm wondering why is this happening to people sooner and sooner as the year go by um, and it, it feels like it's becoming such an epidemic yeah I mean I think a little bit a part of this is technology right we live in a Facebook generation where people see the highlight reels like an ESPN and they don't see the journey and they don't understand the work that goes into all of this and people feel like they're not enough right and I think that happens and they're externalizing their life we also have the most amount of wealth being passed down generationally ever so you're seeing part of that in the world too and all of that is causing stressors and for people wanting to be somewhere where they're not at and being on this rat race and I think that's happening a lot as well as you know, people knowing that the entrepreneurial dream is alive because they're seeing a lot of that out there. Some people are grappling with, well, how do I find it? What do I do and how do I move? And then just getting completely overwhelmed because all this stuff is just these are not easy questions and where do I start, right? And someone who's 25 or 55, same place that they're in. You know, where do you start? And I think the real challenge for people is, and if they look through kind of a five-layer model, is if you look at the top layer, people have a behavior that they want to change or something that they want to do. Well, just like a New Year's resolution, that almost never works. You, you meeting a behavior with a behavior and trying to change it is extremely difficult because there's so many things underneath the surface that happen, consciously and unconsciously, that you just can't meet it together. And so what the next layer below that is the story level, meaning the story you have external to yourself. And it may be that you can't sell enough. People don't like you. I'm going to be single all my life because no one loves me or any, whatever it is. But it's how your relationship with the world around you. And that's usually seen through a negative lens because that's why you want to change the behavior. And the challenge with that level happens is that when you take a look at the stories we have, we have very little facts that we put together. We're really conspiracy theorists at heart, right? And an easy example is let's say you're in a business meeting and someone asks a question and you give an answer and someone across the table looks at you and rolls their eyes. Well, you, your immediate response would be that person doesn't like what I said or they don't like me. But all you really know is they looked at you and rolled their eyes and you filled in the blanks. And what happens is our brain, we get a dopamine reward coming up with fast answers to stories. And part of that is just in the nature we are. Part of it is the fact that we have survival mechanisms in our brain that kick in when our emotions kick up and our 
prefrontal cortex, our logic part of our brain shuts off. So that's kind of kicks in at that point and that causes a lot of challenges. So at the story level, when you try to reframe or do affirmations or what even training that you're doing, what happens is when you get any negativity or multiple points of resistance, that little voice in your head comes up and says, see, I told you couldn't do that. See, I told you you wouldn't find anyone to love you. See, I told you you wouldn't find that great job that you want in life. And then you get back in this cycle over and over again, back from the story to the behavior, and you can never get through it. And the challenge is if you think about it as an iceberg, what's below the water will either make or break you. And so the way that that gateway is your emotions. And that's something people don't want to deal with at that level. And we're taught, you know, not to deal with our emotions, put them down. We don't want to express them, especially in a business world. And that's all the wrong information. And so the key thing there is to really understand your emotional state and where you're feeling it. Because everything we do in life is about our emotions. You're doing this podcast show and your business because you're how you emotionally feel about things. And emotion is driving the car and cognition and behavior in the back seat. And that's for people who think they're logical. It's every man and woman in this world, no matter what age they are. And so the key thing is start to dive in this emotional layer because on top of it, you want to be able to become vulnerable. And the challenge is when people link vulnerability with pain, that causes a lot of problems because then they don't want to be vulnerable, right? And, and for men, you know, the problem with being vulnerable is the number one thing is they don't want to be seen as being weak and women have body image, right? And so both of those are real points and that's part of this in this emotional layer. And if you dive a layer deeper beyond that emotions, you look at your beliefs. And in this model, it's more of a limiting belief. You look at saying, I'm not enough of whatever it is. And a belief, my definition is having absolute certainty around something. Well, if you have absolute certainty around something, it's extremely powerful. Because you look at it like one plus one equals two. It's a fact for you. So all of this starts to cement itself in your life and you have all of these challenges going on. And then you look at the final layer and it's our childhood modeling. It's what happens under the age of 10. And we learn and accept and model behavior from our parents and siblings or someone close in our family. And that's how we learn the world. Because at that point, we look at our parents as gods. We have no guiding post. And so we don't know what to do. And a good example is don't talk to strangers. Well, your parents told you that early on because they wanted to keep you safe, but no one at 18, 21 or after said, you know, that's not a good idea because you don't talk to strangers. You're never going to create a life you love. So you look in this whole model. The great thing is you can see these patterns and the patterns start early on and they go through everyone. And I've done this hundreds of times. So life is really about pattern recognition. And when you understand that you can make slight little changes, and I had a, did sales training for a client not that long ago. And one of the people in there was going through this model. And what happened was we went through the bottom of it. What went on was she has a high-pitched voice. And her grandmother and mother would always make fun of her, and especially when she was on the phone. And so what happened is, is that she hated getting on the phone when she was selling. And it was even though she was doing well, it was really a lot of pressure and pain for her. So instead of feeling that anymore just had to let it get out and have that emotional response. And now, instead of holding it down, I asked her, just tell everyone and every new customer or client you have or prospect, just tell them the story and why you're in sales is to get past this. And it's taken off for her and her sales in the last you know, three, four months to the best she's ever done. And the key thing there is it's not some big, crazy thing you have to do. It's these little shifts and it's understand the patterns. And these little patterns are what control us because we can't see our own blind spots 
because that's just how we're built and no one can. You can't, I can't, no one can. Yeah, and I think that you brought up a pretty important point a little ways back was that a lot of this is not our fault. You know, some of this comes from programming from hundreds and hundreds of years of, you know, humans being on this earth and, you know, yes. going back to caveman days. So I know that we're so quick to beat ourselves up over this or, you know, the mistakes that we've made and things like that. So I just I want to make it very clear. You you kind of inadvertently said this, but it it's not our fault. Uh, and so what I yes. really like is that we can now kind of move past this and accept, OK, we didn't really make a mistake. This is just something that we have to learn to work around, um, yep. which kind of leads me to my next point of is how do we kind of break this cycle and, and start breaking through these barriers? Well, I think it's when you understand the patterns, right? It's, it's not just about knowledge. It's applied knowledge. So when you can understand the patterns that are holding you back, you can start taking action on them and taking courageous action, right? Like the person I told you about. All she needed to do was start to now take that pain and whatever happened and start to bring it out in the world and tell her story. And a lot of it is telling your story or taking courageous action or taking leaps of faith in spite of what's going on. And that's part of it and just understanding it and, and getting the other training, other things that you know. Because the problem is when you're at a story and behavior level, you look at yourself as broken because you think to yourself, why can't I sell more? All these people are. Why can't I be lucky in love? I see all these people finding people. Why can't I? And no one wants to be a home repair improvement project. It's demoralizing and you feel like you want to give up. But if you look at yourself and saying, look, no, it's just patterns that have been happening and that, like you said, it's not my fault. I mean, and your parents did the best that they could with the information that they had, right? And a lot of that stuff, genetically, they're finding out is being passed down as well. So you're not just battling what your parents had. It's what your grandparents and grandparents before them had passed down along the way. So I think part of this is just understanding the patterns and then taking action on them and doing some reflection on it and really finding the triage and areas where you can actually move forward in. I think that we're probably going to move into a time where becoming more vulnerable and sharing your story is also the more popular thing to do because those are the people that are building tribes of people that are surrounding them because they're so, whether it's inspired or motivated or whatever it is, but people are following the stories, you know, it, and I think that at some point we're going to move away from this celebrity gossip sort of media uh, and, and really start to follow people based on their story rather than, you know, what they're doing in front of the cameras yeah I think if you look at the data now the lead the top leaders out there are the people that can emotionally understand who they are where they are and what's going on then they're able to go out in the world and touch people and understand their emotional drivers and what's going on and they can clearly see them and clearly see what's going on and then also what's happening along with that is they're able to live in more uncertainty than an average person can in a healthy way and that's how they're growing. And those are the two biggest areas I see for people leading in their lives and being successful leaders on major platforms out there today. And on that path to, you know, determining our purpose and, and what we're really placed here to do, uh, we were talking a little bit about how a lot of people make this mistake of thinking that it's somewhere out there, right? Like we're going to go and search for it and, you know, it's just going to appear to us at some point in time as long as we just keep looking. Um, maybe share with me a little bit, you know, what does this journey look like? Because it, it's not external. In fact, it's all quite internal and up here. Yeah, and I think what happens with people is that you'll see people who had 
crisis points, right? And it's easy to see someone on a rock bottom or in a really bad place. And what's happened typically is that whatever they had their purpose on, whether it's consciously or unconsciously, right? So let's say someone sells a business or let's say someone goes through a divorce. If that person probably is their purpose and that business probably is their purpose or closely linked with their purpose overall, and what happens is when that goes away, they have a precipitous fall because they're like, what do I do? Like I have no guiding post going forward in my life moving me forward. And that's what happens to people who do that. And it's, if you don't are consciously aware of it, it still happens, right? I talk to people and most people don't have a purpose but, that they're thinking about, but it's still out there. And that's where you, you see it manifest itself in the world when people have crisis or they go through depression or they're hitting their own rock bottom they're having it out there at that point and that's the challenge for people and everything external to you will eventually let you down so if you don't take command of your purpose and keep it internalized you're you're going to eventually have a major major crisis in your life and you're going to hit your rock bottom and the point is when you have it internally you can always claim your power right your power is always yours and it's internal and one of the things that i found is that if you can start linking your emotional states with your purpose, an in, in internal purpose, and then you can bring it out in the world and use it in a contribution modality, that's a game changer, right? And, and the key thing is about your emotions, what I found is that if you, your top emotions, your top two, three emotions at that point, when those don't get filled up, the rest of your emotions and what you have, they don't get filled up either. So I know for me, if I'm not in connecting and belonging, what happens is happiness, love, joy, passion, those are all not as full. And so I know that I have to get those met, right? So if I'm sitting here typing and working all the time and I don't interact, whether it's on a podcast or I'm out meeting with people, I already know somehow I'm not as motivated and excited. So I have to get myself out to go out to you know a charity event or museum or whatever I'm going to do, some event and meet with people because then my emotions get met and then everything else in a much better place. And you can use that then as a compass going forward. And you can use it as a guide saying, well, if these emotions are not getting met, this is not the right job, this is not the right person, these are not the right group for me to be along, whatever that is. And then that can be a really powerful way for you to move forward. But again, it's inside of you. It's not something that you look out and are going to find. And if you keep searching for things in your life, you're never going to find happiness, right? Because I was reading CNBC early in the year said about um, people spending habits that were millionaires. And they show this pattern that people who made $5 million spent 10 at the rate of 10. People at $10 million spent at the rate of 20. People were making $20 million were spending at the rate of 40. There was no drop off in people. They didn't like learn or they didn't say, well, I have enough money now. Because they're all, people are searching for the next thing and the next bigger, brighter, shiny object because they're always in that grass is greener because they're not taking control and charge of their life. So do you think that if someone were to be able to clearly articulate what their purpose is, maybe they even have a, a purpose or a mission statement, uh, is this something that's going to change over time? Like I know year to year for me, you know, my goals every January 1st are always different for the next year, right? I mean, it's constantly changing. What I want this year might not be what I want next year, uh, you know, or things might come and go. So is this something that stays with me for the rest of my life? Is it that far coded into my DNA that uh, my purpose, once I clearly have it defined, is always going to stay the same? No, I think it evolves over time. I think your emotions change as well. I mean, I, I, you know, 
as you get more data and as you do more contribution in the world and you're doing more immersion being around other people and educating yourself and investing in yourself, you're going to learn more things and you're going to evolve moving forward, right? So I think this is a, a living, breathing thing. That's why we have to be living this every single day. It's not some activity we do once a year and then throw it away and then pick it up then, right? You've got to be doing this every single day, even in the smallest of increments, but you still have to be doing it. And that's why you start connecting this stuff with what you're doing in your business and the people that you're around. So you're linking it. So you're doing it every day, even in a conscious way, by the people you're interacting with and the job that you have and how you're making money and you know, also just helping other people. Yeah. So let's go through some of the action steps. You know, if today, right now, someone's listening to this and they want to make a change today, obviously transformation doesn't happen, you know, within a few seconds, it's going to be days, months, years, but you know, where could we start right now, at least today so that maybe we're feeling better by the end of the week or next week? Yeah, I'd say one thing is taking a look at what behavior you have and the, what behavior is causing you the biggest challenge from your perception. Then you look and write down what are the stories that I have around that, that I'm making up about that, of what's happening right now in life. And then think to yourself, the next time you feel it, what are the emotions I'm feeling in that? And when, where do I feel in my body? Like, where is it coming up? And then below that, write down, so what are my limiting beliefs about this whole process that I'm looking right now and seeing in myself? And then ask yourself, when's the first time you felt all this, right? When you felt like, you know, the, the emotion there and the limiting beliefs that are coming up and the behavior, right? When's the first time, right? You may be that I feel, um, the behavior might be that I want to find love in my life, right? Well, then a question to ask yourself, well, when's the first time that you felt like you were unlovable, right? When's really? And you can start tracing that back to when you were really young and something happened and you can start seeing these patterns and when you saw this and that will help you start to, to figure out some areas on debt you need to explore further. Maybe you'll see the patterns there. Maybe you won't. But at least you're going to start to grapple and see things happen. And we always, the water's going to get more muddy before it gets clear. And you got to be willing to take that path. And the path of mastery is, you know, excitement, frustration, and mastery. And you cannot short circuit that. You have to go through the process. So you got to put in the work. So I would say that's probably one of the first things that I would do. And I would go through that and ask myself the question, like, what's the behavior? What are the stories around that? What are the emotions I'm feeling? Where am I feeling it? What are the limiting beliefs I'm having around all of that? And then when's the first time I've noticed it happen in my life early on? And then also see, are there other instances there? And you can start to see some patterns that are coming up, which will help you make the breakthrough at that point. I'd say the next thing you do is to look at your purpose and realize that you can find your purpose by linking your happiest moments in your life, right? Because if you can find three or four happy moments, if you look at what emotions come up during those moments, you can then sort out the commonalities between it. And then you just ask yourself, what emotion would I rather feel? I mean, would I rather feel love or would I rather feel passion? Well, there's, right? And one of the, one of the two starts it for every person. There's no right or wrong answer. And when you do that, you can start to figure out your top emotions and how then you can contribute them in the world. You look at saying, okay, well, you know, love and passion are my, you know, my emotions and that's the top emotions I have well then how do I put that in the world how can I link that back in the things I do maybe you're helping wounded warriors and having people get back on their feet and that gets you excited doing it maybe it's that 
instead of working in corporate America, you start a side hustle on doing coaching or doing creative writing or whatever it is, right? So you can start linking these things together and using it as a compass to start moving forward. And it's a process. It's an iterative process. There's no like hard and fast answer here. You have to start getting immersion in your life and getting confused before the answers are going to come. Yeah, and I think that there's no real easy way to prepare you for this, unfortunately. There, there you know, isn't. Everybody wants the easy way out, so that's why, you know, a lot of the so-called gurus are, are getting bought into because, you know, they're they're selling the, you know, sprinkle this fairy dust on and tomorrow you wake up all fixed. Um, so that's, it's, the pill met- that's the pill methodology we have, right? That's the problem. That's what happens that we get stuck in at the behavior and the story levels that we're told there's a magical pill here that's going to cure us all, right, through consumerism, and it's going to make us happy, and if we do this, we're going to find it. And we're deluged with these messages all the time, and that's why it works, because it's habits and it's habitual. And so you begin to believe it when you're hit by this, you know, millions and billions of times. You you don't, I mean, it just, that's how the brain works in our bodies, And, and advertisers, marketers know this. That's why they spend the money that they spend on it. And so that's why this is not an easy process. That's why you need to have a coach or a process to go through. And you may need several because you may not find the one that works for you. But it's really, I mean, we cannot see our own blind spots. I have a coach. All my coach has a coach, right? I mean, and a therapist. And I mean, like, this is what other people do because our brains will not allow us to see it because the survival mechanism in says, I don't, I don't want pain. And that keeps you from seeing those spots in your life. And even when you see them, you need someone to help you keep you accountable. And no one can do this on their own. I mean, I wish there was some recipe, but I've, you know, my mentor, my coach's mentor is Tony Robbins, and he, Tony Robbins has people he talks to. Oprah has coaches and people she talks to. I mean, like, if the people that are leading on self-help, self-improvement, discovery, and everything else are all having you know, therapists and coaches helping them, that tells you something, right? Success leaves clues. So if they're doing it, what makes you think if you're not doing it, that's going to be good? Makes perfect sense. I mean, and I'll be the first person to second that. I mean, I have a coach. One of the first things I did when I left my full-time job to start my own business was I brought on a business coach and I worked with them for about a year and I, I actually still continue to work with them today uh, three, three years later. Um, and you know, on top of that, I've hired, a I have a life coach and I have a couple of mentors. And so I don't think that it's a point of weakness or, or to say that, you know, we're not as experienced or as successful in reaching what we want to reach. I think that it means that we're constantly working on ourselves, always building and and striving for more. In fact, it's the opposite. The most successful people in the world have mentors, coaches, and a support system. That's the ultimate key. If you don't have that, your chances of being successful are not great because you're trying to recreate the wheel all the time, and that's way too hard, right? I mean, it's like I'm taking a class on how to do a webinar now from someone who's like having seven-figure webinars and someone, you know, and I've taken, a, I'm taking, I've taken another one before that. And so I've found niche things to take from people that are smart and have done something because I'm like, why am I going to go and try to figure this out on my own? Like, I'm wasting a lot of time, a lot of money, and a lot of effort, and that's taking away from my core business. But I have to learn these things because I can't execute if I don't. Well, you need other people. And you know, people are your wealth, and that, that is the bottom line. And if you don't have the relationships, I mean, it's, it's going to be really challenging to create the life that you love both personally and professionally. Yeah, absolutely. And Jason, this has been a great conversation. I think that's really the best place to leave off is, 
is that understanding. And so I want to leave everyone who's listening in today with uh, some information on where they can get in touch with you or learn more about what you're doing, where they can find your book and things like that. Sure. You can go to beextraordinary.tv. That's beextraordinary.tv. And you can go there to get, I've got a bunch of free guides on how to build relationships, how to get unstuck, how to create success. You can find a link for my book, Social Wealth on Amazon. You can find about coaching options and there's a lot of social media channels and videos and other things on there too for people that they can access and use and take their life to the next level. Very cool. Well, thanks so much for being here today, Jason. And I hope to stay in touch with you in the future. Yeah, well, thanks for having me on the show. This episode of The Year of Purpose is brought to you by our brand new book, Life Rescripted. Find your purpose and design your dream life before the curtains close. If you want to be the first in line to receive a free digital copy from me, all you have to do is head on over to www.liferescriptedbook.com to find out more. I've discovered what I think is the world's most effective process to design your path in life. It'd be a shame if I didn't share it. In Life Rescripted, you will discover the number one strategy for determining your life purpose and how you can start a new path today. The 5X life hack rule for accomplishing your dreams and designing your life on your own terms five times faster. The ultimate solution for fear and how you can leverage it right now to make this year your best year yet and so much more. Reserve your spot in line to get a free copy at www.liferescriptedbook.com and I will see you in the next episode.